The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. We got the second episode of Odds and End Zones on BGN Radio right now. I'm Seamus Clancy. I'm joined by my boy, Zoe. What's it's up? the first day of hoodies and shorts weather in Philadelphia. Have you been outside yet? Been outside. School. Uh, I did daycare drop off at seven thirty, and it was a crisp fifty-seven degrees. This is perfect champion hoodie and Adidas shorts weather. Oh, God bless us. When Ashley opened the door, my girlfriend Ashley too. Like go out to the car to drive to work. I just heard the door open and she went, "Oh my god!" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So <laughs> in my in my my in my dad years, um, I've been yearning for the final day to cut the AC off, and I was like, "Thank God!" I was like, "This is this might be the day we finally get to turn it off." That's um, what my my dad would say about my grandfather. If it was the winter, he'd walk in and he'd be like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! Let's turn it down to a hundred in here, given how hot." Do you know what I mean? See what I'm saying? Like that's, that's, yeah, that's yeah. what it is. Man. That's, that's dad that, energy. That big dad energy. Right, we got. It's weird to say that something's a must win. It's a cliche and everything, but with the way the Eagles' schedule is yeah. lining up, for the Chiefs at home, probably a loss. They're going to Carolina, who I think paper tiger maybe, but they're still three and zero. I think they're well coached. Joe yeah, Brady's but, awesome. Joe Brady should be a head coach. I think I Matt is that uh, that good leader of men type yeah. head coach. Yep. CMC hurt his hamstring last night. And JC um, Horn's gonna be out two, three months. JC Horn's gonna be out for a while. It sucks. I love, I love, I love JC Horn. He's a, he's a really, really, really good corner. He's gonna be really good for a long time. But yeah, I uh, hope he gets well. But yeah, like CMC, I know I saw him limp off last night. And then um, but it's not, I mean, aside from that. They're still a very, very, very well coached team. Yeah. They're, they're going to be a tough. They're tough out regardless, especially on the road. If we caught them at home, maybe it's yeah. like I almost wish that one of those Chiefs or Bucks games was on the road because it feels like an inevitable loss anyway. Yeah. Whereas Actually, I'd rather maybe one of those toss up games be in Philly instead. Yeah, I feel like we were. I would have preferred to maybe go out to KC first. Yeah, you know, it's like probably get, an get it out either way. way. It's gonna be it's gonna be a very 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 tough game regardless. It's gonna to be tough. That 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 Tampa Bay game is gonna suck. It's gonna be annoying, um, especially the without PG. The lines already out for like they do like the week ahead lines. Chiefs are only minus six and a half against the Eagles in Philly, and I'm like, I would I know I don't ever really bet against the Eagles though. That's something that uh yeah feels like one of the easiest smashes ever. 
Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you probably hammered the hell out of that. Of course. Yeah. But we got some lines going for this week we're going to talk about. Eagles, they've been at four on some books, but I'm seeing at plus three and a half. Plus three and a half is always the juiciest, you know, perfect bet for yeah, you. I mean, if, you, if you're getting a plus three or minus three, you're buying that extra point either way sometimes. But these games are always close, and I have some notes about that. But I think plus three and a half is – I'd rather take that than money line. I'll say that. Yeah, that's probably – I mean, it's, that's looking at all things considered, you know, how both teams look last week and how early in the season it still is. I, that's, I, have, I probably have no problem with that. Yeah. And one of the lines I saw on DraftKings – we're not sponsored by any book, but just kind of seeing what I see out there. <laughs> is the largest lead of the game over under 14 and a half? I think that's a good under. Over was minus 110, under minus 120. I'd probably take it. That's a good under. Yeah, I think that's a good under. I, like sometimes people get weird about the crazy kind of random prop bets, but I think that's yeah. one that's kind of under the radar you might not think of. I think it'll be a close game. I'm not saying that the – I don't think it's a slam dunk one for the Eagles by any means. Yeah, I don't. All. And I also think that, um, you know, they, they tend they tend to play really well when they go down there. Yeah. Um, but it's never – it's always one of those games where it feels like it should be a blowout, but it's not. So yeah. like, even if they play their best game, they still – the biggest league still might wind up being seven or eight points. You yeah. know what I mean? Like they, they'll probably they can just come out smoking and still go into halftime and only be up eight points or something like that. Yeah. And building off that, one thing I saw, I've never bet on something like this before, was betting on overtime. Mm-hmm. Plus nine fifty. Yep. I looked it up. Dating back to twenty fifteen, three of the last six Eagles Cowboys games in Dallas have gone to overtime. Yeah, twenty fifteen, Jordan Matthews has that 41-yard touchdown yeah. pass from Sam Bradford. 2016, the, it's the first Wentz versus Dak one down there. Jason Witten catches that Jason touchdown Witten, in yep. overtime on Sunday yep. Night Football. And then you had that afternoon game in 2018, the Cleet Blakeman fumble recovery game. Oh, yeah. Was it Razul Douglas kind of drops or misses yeah, that yeah, interception? Yeah. Missed interception, yeah. So that's three of the last six. And – the only two real outliers there are when the Eagles smacked the crap out of them 37-9 in 2017, the Super Bowl yep. year. And I don't remember the last school la- score last year, but uh, er- pretty even early, but Dallas pulled away pretty handily yeah. uh, by the end of the game, even right, with yeah. Andy Dalton out there. With the red rifle out there. Yeah. QB1 in Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> what, a, what a joke, whatever. Yeah. You think Fields going to ball out? I do. I I love him. I, He's I, great. Love, I love them when he was. I love them. Listen, this is how how far me and me and Justin Fields go back. I love them when he was on uh, QB one on Netflix. Oh, okay. He was so that show for, for anyone not to know. It's a really good show. You guys should look it up um, because there's actually a couple of ballers on there. So it basically follows college, well, high school. Excuse me, high school prospects. Um, obviously all quarterbacks in their senior year um, at their respective high school. So the year he was on, um, he it was him and a couple other guys, but obviously he was like the, the most talented one. And that was when um, 
I, I, I saw him. I was like, this dude is big as hell, man. Like he is, he is, he is a monster, and he's he's really really smart. He can really throw the ball. I, I think he's gonna, I think he's gonna sling it this weekend. Um, yeah. He's a really good guy. I like, and the next season of that show, Spencer Rattler, the okay. leading candidate from University of Oklahoma, was on it too. So a couple of a couple of QB one, QB one alums. Uh, hopefully, have uh, looking to have big weekends, but yeah, definitely check it out for for anyone who's interested. Um, but yeah, I think he's gonna really sling it this weekend. I feel like Eagles fans are on the cusp of the greatest market inefficiency since Billy Bean and Moneyball figuring <laughs> out that they were walks. Jalen Hurts rushing yard props, and I have them written down. They've jumped up as the week's gone on over the first two weeks of the season. But in week one, the line on these are all on DraftKings opened at 39 and a half. Rush for 62, that's a hit. Last week opened at 49 and a half. And I think in week one, it eventually ended up at 49 and a half. It ended up. It was 44, remember? It ended up at yeah. 49. Okay. And then he ended up with 82 last week. Yep. And for this week, highest of the season so far, opened up at 54 and a half. And within a couple of minutes, is already at 55 and a half. I think until we see a, another huge 300-yard passing game from him this season, I know he had done that last season, he's still – I think he's a guaranteed at minimum 50 yards a game. Yeah. I, and I also, um, I feel like – I mentioned it – I know I mentioned this to you last week, but I've been telling everybody who listen, it, it doesn't take that long for a running quarterback to get their legs going. Like no. All it takes is one one collapse – for for him to get up on the horse and go and you look at what like dallas's d-line is i think i think they're outweighed by like maybe 50 pounds per guy um against against our the eagles offensive line but i I do feel like he's gonna have a really good night using his feet whether it's (laughs) whether it's by design or just by happenstance but um i know Dallas is getting Randy Gregory back. Like he was just activated off the off the COVID list, uh, so he'll be activated. Like he's a big part of what they do to rush the passer. Um, they're without Demarcus Lawrence because you know with that broken foot, but they're getting Gregory, and then you know they got Micah Parsons playing edge now. So like there's there's going to be some opportunity for Jalen to to get out and go to save himself and to save a play. So I, I think you you're a fool these next couple of weeks to not put money on him getting over whatever those yards are. Yeah. So he has that 54, 55 and a half. His longest rush is set at 16 and a half. Last week, the the long for him was 27. Like it's. Like that's it's, one play. That's one third and six that the pocket breaks down and he scampers and gets out of bounds. What's I'm saying? Oh, that's literally that's literally one breakdown. And we I mean we saw it last week when uh when Bosa ran over Mayada and he had to and he had to get going. The, the yeah. second time he got sacked, but the first time, you know, he spun out of it and and, and got going on, you know. But I, I feel like it's it's almost free money. I that's such a cliche, but this this prop for me, for us, is definitely free money. I was hitting this in 2017 with Wentz. This is before kind of the legal sports book explosion, but I I don't think they realized how mobile he was that season. And it was only going to be things like it was like 17 and a half and something like that in some games. And he was doing that Houdini stuff all the time. 
Yeah. So I think that's one thing. Obviously, it's it's probably the most exciting bet you can make out as an Eagles fan, right? Easy. You yeah. have a young, fun, exciting quarterback, and when he's mobile, that makes it even more wild and captivating to watch. So whenever he gets that ball outside and he's running up the field, that's when that the juice you get from a nice bet really comes into play. That's when I think that's what we missed last week too. Like I mean, you were there, so you know. Yeah. I was. I went to, you know, we both were, were out tailgating, but um, I felt like the vibes were weird from the jump. I don't too know. Many Niners it, Too many Niners fans. It was, it was oh. weird, dude. It, it, I don't it know weird. if there, because there might be a, there's a bandwagon element to that, I think, because before the Cowboys were the Cowboys, the Niners were the Niners. Mm-hmm. So you might have family strongholds that go back to the yep. 80s there, or they might have traveled well. But it, it was weird. I had Cowboy or sorry, Cowboys, 49ers fans behind me the whole game, and they were just as annoying as anything in the world. And it just didn't feel right. It didn't feel like a home opener. Yeah. And it certainly didn't feel like a home opener after 623 days since the last true full capacity Eagles home game. And that, that was the – I had a lot of people, uh, similar to what you just said, who were at the game telling me, oh, I was surrounded by 49ers fans. Like, where was the last time you went to an Eagles game and said that like, you were surrounded by fans of the other team? You know, we talk like, about Eagles takeovers. I, I would legitimately consider that a 49ers takeover. That's oh, for sure. Yeah, and it was in the parking lot, too. You were tailgating. There were a ton of Niners fans. That's what I was – that that was literally – that's when I realized the vibes were weird. Like, I was walking through literally waves – of 49ers friends to get to people like there was like a sea of red there was no there was there was like hardly any uh there was there was it was really 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 weird man like you can tell it was a concerted effort but it was also like there was like pockets of Niners fans who knew that that they were like they were doing their own thing so like not yeah. even all of them had like the same ticket source they all got like some kind of hookup to where there was just pockets of them literally everywhere. It was yeah. nuts. It was it was like we were traveling to that chair city. Yes. And we've seen Eagles fans do that our whole lives, really, since the readout. That's we, did it. We, we did it. We did it. We did it. We did it. Yeah. Yeah. We did it when they played in LA a couple times. And when I'm walking into the stadium and it's not the huddled masses all bunched together doing 500 EAGLES chants. It just felt a little off, and maybe because it's warm out, it's not that great fall weather or or winter weather, and that could play a role. But it was just off. I thought the vibes were going to be tremendous. They had that rocking of Atlanta in Week One. San Fran's a little banged up. Yeah, we're coming home for biggest home game since pre-pandemic. Let's roll and welcome in that stadium. Kind of the uh, bottom dropped out. Ever it man, we talk about we talked about this guy last week, but I think that to the start where the rise were off, but really getting down to the goal line, like Kez not scoring on that on that touch, on that catch was was the start of it. I think I I, I thought. What did it look like on TV? Because I'm at I was sitting in the end zone. That's not usually where I sit for games. So, but I'm, I'm in the south end zone, so he's okay. running away from. He's me. running away so, from. So yeah. So did he look like he just got 
gassed was the defender going full Ben Watson on the against the Broncos. What was the situation there? It on TV, it genuinely looked like one like he one like he either got caught up or he was just almost out of gas. But there was so it, it looked it looked really weird for a guy that fast. I really think that they just had a good angle on him. Um, yeah. and they just, you know, a last ditch effort kind of tripped them up because if it was, if it was one-on-one or even something where they, he just got behind both of them, I think he scores, but it really, I, I really think it was a case of them just having, of the safety, just having a really good angle on them. And it sucks That's because rough. like you want that play to be a touchdown. Like it should be for, it's gone. Again, you can't have a 90 plus yard play that doesn't end in six. It's like that's that's bad energy going into that goal to go situation. The false start kills them. Right. They don't punch it in. And then and then it's and then it just rolls downhill. We saw it. Like they they didn't they didn't punch it in from there. And They'd have then, ten points right there. The stadium would would blow it up. And that's what I mean. Stopped. Not even if they didn't hit the Philly, especially even if they just ran you know hurts up the middle or something. It doesn't matter. And then you get down there again, you get stopped again, and then you miss the field goal. The field goal gets blocked, and I missed. You know what I'm saying? So, like, yeah, it just rolls downhill. It, it's the momentum all of a sudden took a huge turn, and you're like, oh, boy. You Like, you get that feeling again, like, oh, boy, it's going to be one of those games. And, like, everybody just – and then when BG, when BG gets hurt, that's when – BG got hurt, and I think everybody was just like, oh, yeah. All right, that well, sucked the energy out of them. Literally, whatever energy was left, literally left when BG left the field. Everybody was just like, "All right, cool. We'll, we're just we're probably going to have to chalk this one up." Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called "The Future of Work," where I answer all your questions on surprise, the future of work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to the Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts. We uh, kind of called a little bit that Quez longest reception and longest pass for Jalen. We said it. On we the it. DK book, they don't have – they have a longest reception category, but they don't strangely have Quez Watkins. They have uh, two Cowboys tight ends, Blake yeah. Jarwin and Dalton Schultz. And they have C.D. Lamb, Devontae Smith, Ezekiel Ella, Jalen Rager, and Tony Potter. They don't have him on there. It's a little strange because then what are you going to do it like 65 and a half or something like that? Yeah, basically, right? Where does I guess it go? That's probably what they're saying. Like, with 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 his baseline, you say like yeah. over over under 54 yards or something like that. <laughs> yeah. So, Jalen's longest completion is still 36 and a half. I think the talk about his arm strength is wild because I'm not sure it's arm strength, I think it's timing placement and accuracy a little bit. He misses Devontae Smith early yeah. in the game on that touchdown. And that should have been a touchdown. He just misses the guy. Yeah. Then he has the that play to Quez perfection. And then his best throw of the day doesn't even count on that. Yeah. Not quite a Hail Mary deep ball, right. but a shot downfield, an explosive 20, 25 plus yard play. 
to Reger where he has the illegal touching penalty. I so think, I think, and we. Yeah. But I think that so. I think on that Reger play, Reger's also got to help him out a little bit. Like yeah. you can't get yourself squeezed like that. Um, that doesn't people, happen to other teams. Like a guy gets squeezed with that's, that's, the inability to get. It's not because the pass was too far out towards right. the sideline. He just couldn't get separation on it. That's that, that's exactly what happened. You you, you got to help yourself out. You got to help your you got to help your quarterback out. Like a good like a good receiver just doesn't that doesn't happen. You, yes. you cannot let that happen, especially in such a crucial point of the game where points are at a premium. Yeah, you you, you, got you you have to release better than that. Um, but I, I agree. I think to your point, I don't think it's an arm strength thing at all. I think it's actually just a a time and accuracy thing. And for, fortunately, unfortunately, like that doesn't come two weeks in. We don't we don't know when it's yeah. gonna come, but like they work, we know they work on it. Like we know he mentions working a lot with Devontae and Kaz and everyone else and, and really working to to get that. Get that stuff going. Those are just reps. Like they need more reps together. They need more, you know, more mental and and practice reps together. So we're gonna be, we're gonna have to be patient with it. But I I don't think it's a an arm strength thing at all. I think it's just a matter of of him putting it exactly where they need it. Like understanding like where Devontae needs it, where Kez needs it. Like, like Quez is the kind of guy who um you know, he's a speedster. So like if you put it five yards ahead of him, he's gonna catch up to it and just keep yeah. going. And there's been this weird switch in the Hurts narrative where last year, all summer, obviously he can run. He can throw the deep ball, but can he hit those shorter throws? Right. And then in week one, they don't throw really anything deep. He's pretty accurate on those intermediate routes going towards the sideline. And then week two, misses one deep shot, connects on one of them and should have been two of them, two two plays that should have been two touchdowns. And now we're saying his arm strength isn't there. Well, I think it's clear his arm strength is there. If he's improving on that short game stuff, once the timing works out in real game situation, once Rager kind of gets there mentally, once Quez has his maybe conditioning a little better, once he connects with Devonta, it's not really an issue to me. I, it, just, it just seems to me that there's been a – just like pushing the goalposts forward, right? And just trying to trying to come up with a reason as to why you don't trust him. Like if yeah. someone doesn't trust him, you know, he's never gonna trust him. It's like it's like a point guard in basketball, right? Like no no plan. What do those What do those look like? Right. <laughs> I haven't seen one in uh, about about ten years, but I, again, I digress. Um, like if if he's if he's doing everything that you said he couldn't do, you you're gonna continue to push to to push the goalposts and say, oh, you yeah. know what? But he can't hit the intermediate route. You know, I haven't seen him hit I haven't seen him hit an intermediate route in the red zone yet. So like you're gonna pick and you're gonna nitpick yeah. as much as possible. But his longest completion is 36 and a half. I think, you know, you can't parlay all this stuff, but I really do like that. Down in Dallas itself, last season, we see him connect on an 81 yard pass to Deshaun Jackson for a touchdown. And obviously Deshaun's the greatest deep threat of all time, but tons of juice on that ball. And I think a guy like Quez or even Smith or Rager are able to break one deep on that. And uh, as has been historically noted the past, 
I guess three years now, that Dallas secondary is womp womp. So <laughs> they're going to have their chances um, Monday yeah. night. I think especially a guy like Quez and I think Devontae too. They're both going to really have their chances to to get loose. And it's all it, all it takes is one, right? Just like we said like last week, like they missed that they missed that red zone shot, and Quez got tackled, and the momentum changed. It can be the complete opposite Monday night. Like yeah. Quez, Quez catches a deep one and takes it in, or Devontae goes fifty yards or one. All of a sudden, you're looking at it. You're like, all right, yeah, we can play with these dudes, and we're gonna we're gonna pitch and catch all night. So all it takes is literally one one switch for for the vibes to change. Yeah, and got to hit it early. Like I think they had they had the right idea going for those deep passes yep. early to yep. set the tone, momentum builder against a team that's favored. They're going down on the road, underdogs for the third time this season. Yep, and take a shot early. You know, I, I like a first and ten read option rollout and throw it as far as you can and hope this guy runs as fast as he can. If you don't, well, it's second down. Also, also help your defense out. Like get, get Booby out in space a lot, you know, yeah. give, him a, give him a health, give that, that small defensive line, a hefty dose of the run game, you know, beat up on him a little bit, you know, and let's, and let's see, let's see what, let's, let's make them, make them be good at something. Right. So like if you, if you're playing uh, a defense that has questions, question, question marks, like make them be good at something. Yeah. Make them show you what they can stop. And if they can't stop anything, then run everything. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. just you, but you gotta do it early, like you said. Like you have to, you have to really test them early and, and see what they're about. See what they're gonna let you have that night. I think we could be in for a big Miles night. Now I'm not the the world's biggest mm-hmm. Miles Sanders fan, but Week One played really, really well. And I think yeah. in a, in a weird way, this Eagles team feels like a dome team, don't you? Yeah. Like the speed, they're not really like built a show for, turf type team. Yeah, not, and not I think talent, playing not the talent, but like yeah, the play, like how quickly they want to play, yeah. how quickly they move for sure. Yeah, and there his line isn't on DraftKings. I'm looking on FanDuel if they have an over under for him. I wish they would have a over under total for rushing yards because I could see this being a 200 yard game, win or lose. You know, yeah, what oh, if yeah. Hurts break seventy. Yeah. You have Miles putting up 95, and you have Gainwell in there, and maybe you have an end around the Jalen Rager. And then that's what I was saying earlier in the just in terms of you know what they do. Like you know, I, I know the they have the Jalen Smith and the late Vanderesh's of the world too. But like test everything, like see what their second level of that defense is like. You know, get get Gainwell out of space. You know, get Booby out. Uh, you know, and really try to gash them, you know, in, in as much as possible because uh, they haven't shown anything yet. Like the same questions that people have been asking in the off season and 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 in the first couple of weeks of the season are the same questions they had this week. It's like, can they get a stop? You know, like can they get can they get Dak and that offense back on the field? Yeah. And the best way to the best way to help your defense out is to keep them on the sideline. Like that's really it. They crush the clock in the second half of week one. I think they're able to do that and might not be the most analytically progressive game, but ultimately you have to play towards your talent. This team is an exceptional running team, best in the NFC statistically right now behind Baltimore and probably just looking at it in a vacuum, second behind Baltimore overall. Which is is crazy. 
like it's yeah. not it's, it's not too far fetched, but like yeah, like right now to be to be leading the, the to be lead dog in that in that race is, is nuts. I love it. And we still don't even truly know fully what a Nick Sirianni offense looks like. We've oh, seen yeah. some little things these first two weeks. So I'm hoping, obviously, I hope the Eagles have a big offensive performance. Yeah, no crap, you hope that. <laughs> but I'm hoping we get a greater insight into how Sirianni is going to form this team. And obviously, I'd want it with some perfect execution along the way. Yeah, I, I think that, um, you know, in a 17, geez, a 17 game season, you can't unleash everything at once. At, and I think that even he is trying to figure out still what he has. Right? So he knows he's never guys. called plays before. Right. He's done so two, he's also, two times in his life. You know, this is his, you know, this is him calling plays and him trying to figure out what's going on. Like to his, to his credit, however much you want to give him, you know, he said that obviously he hated the, the end around call to Greg Ward last week. And he hated a lot of that stuff he called in the red zone. And that's, you're going to have to take those, those growing pains with a coach, you know, with a first time head coach. That's, that's self-awareness it. is key. Self-awareness is, is, is first and foremost, it, like admitting <laughs> the first part of admitting the problem is having a problem is admitting it. Like he, he admitted, like, look, like I didn't count on my horses. When we're in a red zone, I got too fancy. And like that's cool. So maybe, you know, they get down to a red zone Monday night and he calls another Greg Ward, like fake pass. Then we'll have something to yell about. But like right now, like I'm yeah. willing to give him, benefit of the doubt and say, you know, if that if that opportunity comes up again Monday night, he won't get fancy. He won't get fancy about it. Yeah, when on a double pass where Jalen Rager throws an interception <laughs> targeted for JJ Ortega Whiteside, then we could break right. out the pitch for it to me. Then, like, we'll, then we'll break out the pitch for it. What the like, F are you doing? Yeah, like then then we can get we can really, really start burning the ships. But like right now, I am fine with letting them live. It's, it's a, I'm, I'm I'm cool with it. Give me another chance. Like, let, let's see Let's see what else he can pull out the out that bag. Do two little segments. Do the vibe check, and we'll finish up with our college football picks. Bet. What's your vibe check this week? So I, so I'm, I'm listening to a lot of people, right? You, you include. I know we talked about it offline too, but like I feel like a lot of people um, don't know how to feel about this game, and like Dallas Week is always so precious to us. But I think a lot of people were had the win taken out of their cells because of last week, rightfully yeah. so. Um, yeah. But I think that this is this is a proud team. Like There's a lot of proud players on there. So I, I think that they're going to go down there and and maybe surprise some people. I don't know if I like the three and a half, um, but my vibe is telling me that they're going to they're gonna do at least do their best to go take care of business. So I like us. I, I like us by four points. Um, my, my confidence comes from the fact that it's a big week. It's a rivalry week. And I feel like Jalen Hurts is a guy who takes things. Jalen Hurts is a prime time player. Yeah. He, he took last week personal. I feel like he hasn't been that talkative this week, which is perfect. I love that. I think he's been doing a lot of studying, I think a lot of working. And I think that they've taken, they, they took last week personal that at least that offense did. Yeah. Feeling okay, you know. If if they won on Sunday, even if it was an ugly win, yeah, you know, I'd be I'd be levitating doing this podcast outside <laughs> ten feet right. in the air. Yeah. Um, 
But a win, it's a divisional game. You know, you could do the cliche, throw out the record books thing. But right. as I said, three of the last six games down there have gone to overtime. These things are close. And if you go in there and maybe if it's a, you know, the Eagles lost the game they should have won in week two, maybe they won a game they shouldn't have in week three. And hey, it's 2 1. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And, I, and, I, and I feel like another thing that, that kills the vibe sometimes is that we have to wait until Monday night. If yes. they were coming, if they were coming off a win, I wouldn't care. I'd be like, cool, like we, you know, stress free, you know, football weekend. Monday night we'll get it done. But now that we're all so anxious to see how they respond, and it happens to be week three against our one of our most hated rivals, everybody's dying. Like, like the existential dread, yeah, kicks in Monday, yeah. and whether you're you know, right. you're at work all day. You're just in the right. back of your head thinking, like, I need this game to start. I need to, to be over yeah. almost at the same time. Yeah, because you're like, man, like it's, it's that that feeling of, like, damn, whatever happens, I got to go to work Tuesday morning. Like, I got to get up Tuesday and deal with it. So you just, you're just praying and, like, look, like, either either get blown out or blow them out so I don't have to stay up until midnight and watch you miss a field goal or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, just you know, our block chicken with field going overtime. Right. Like that's that's literally the last thing any of us want. Like I just, I just want to I want to see them put up a fight. I, I know they yeah. will and I and I want to see how Jalen Hurts bounces back. Like they the team, his teammates, the coaching staff, they all trust him. So I, I want to see him show and prove on Monday night. We know who Jalen Hurts the pl- the person is, but let's find out who Jalen Hurts the NFL QB one is on Monday. Yeah, like let's 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 see. Like he's a guy who he's answered the bell right at, at every stop, at you know Oklahoma, at Bama, you know when he when he got drafted, and obviously you know when he was in last year. So like he's, I feel like he's someone who does take his performance and and the role he's given personal. So I'm I'm excited to see how he how he comes out. Yeah. Um, college football picks. I have uh, two that I'm into. All right, go Mississippi for it. State home dogs versus LSU. I love money that. line money line plus one ten. I'm into that. I love and then that. I, I like Tulane home against UAB minus three and a half. Those are the two ones I'm, I'm into. I have Michigan State minus four and a half at home against Nebraska. Um, okay. Michigan State's playing with some juice. I love I love what their coach what their new coaching staff is doing and and how they look. Um, so that's one, one that I'm into. And I have um, I have Georgia Tech. I have Georgia Tech plus twelve against um, at home against North Carolina. Okay, I'm still I'm on I, I was on the fence about it, but I, I that's a that's a I feel like that's a that's a game that it's always been tricky. So. Uh, we'll see what the Rambling Wreck has in store this year. Sounds good. I like that. And UNC's been a little shaky. UNC's a little shaky. Yep. Dude, they always are, right? So um, that plus we would be remiss if we don't uh, shout out our guy, Kyle McCord. Who yes. He's starting Saturday. Starting Saturday for the Ohio State University Buckeyes against Akron. I think it's like the line is like 48 and a half or something like that. Um, is he I true freshman or redshirt? True freshman. Um, and talking to talking to people around, uh, you know, our people who we know, everybody's saying like 
in in Columbus. They've been waiting for him to get his shot. Um, so, you know, we'll see. This is this is the kind of game where he can either lose the job for a couple more weeks, or he can hold on to it for the rest of the seasons. Um, yeah, is he building his 2022 Heisman? Right, like right <laughs> it's a, it's it's um he's a he's a really really good kid. I know a lot of people are pulling for him. A lot of people, a lot of people pull for him to be their starter coming into this year. Yeah. So it's it's going to be a really really fun fun Saturday. Is Harrison Junior. redshirting? No, he's playing. Year? Yeah, he's playing. They're, oh, man. They're wide, dude, they're wide Where's wide. the prop bet on them connecting for a touchdown? Yo. I would, you know what? The prop bet on them should be like over and under, um, like plus seventeen thirty three. Plus, yeah, plus, <laughs> that's a good, that's a good one. Plus seventeen thirty three, and they score, they hook up a ton. So I think that I think if Marvin gets his shot, he's definitely gonna look for him. They wide receiver Cordell. I, if anybody, if any of our faithful uh, listeners and watchers. Um, love college football. The the Ohio State wide receiver core is one that you you want to watch. They are a fun bunch. They got a lot of future pros on there, and those dudes can can catch the heck out of the basketball. I mean, football. Excuse me. They could probably catch the heck out of the basketball too. Probably basketball too. They do. You know what? So that Freudian slip comes from the fact that they do a um they do a like a, a football a basketball Fridays like their team does. Okay. Like fun Fridays. It's actually really cool if you. If you follow, like, just go check their Instagram and Twitter. They always do it. It's actually really fun. Um, well, yeah, shout out to him. I know um, we'll we'll talk more about uh, the fun thing that we're doing next Saturday. If you can still yeah. go, if not, I'll, I'll be there for sure. Um, yeah, we got a we got a, another fun football weekend coming up. What time's that game? Three. The game's at three. You should be there. Yeah, you should go. Franklin yeah, Field. Old stomping easy, grounds. Easy L ride. Yeah, easy L ride. Bring Ash if you want. Have a good time. Also, want to plug Monday, little watch party, BGN watch party at Pistolas del Sur in South Philadelphia at Broad and Pass Jungle, right off the Snyder Broad Street line stop. So easy to get there. You could Uber down there. You could walk if you're living in South Philly, whatever. Did a watch party there back in 2019 for an Eagles-Washington game. Had a blast. Love the people there. They're hardcore, hardcore Eagles fans. Yeah. There's listeners. They're readers. Should be a blast. I know Monday's a little hard because of work and some responsibilities. So if you can't make it out, I understand. But if you're free, you want to watch the game with some good Eagles fans, have some good food and drinks, crush a pitcher of Marks after Quez Watkins hits on his 91-yard catch for a touchdown. Come I was, on out. I was just going to say – for for anyone who hasn't been, their food is spectacular. Um, it's my my wife is really really into Mexican, so we've been a couple of times. Uh, but they have a uh, you know their spicy pork tacos with yeah. like, comes with grilled pineapple and kimchi. Man, man, um, highly recommend. Like if you're if you're out living in the city and available, definitely come through. And holler at the holler at the squad. They might have my favorite wings. Oh yeah, their wings are yo, very underrated, very underrated. Mexican wings. places do wings really well, and it's not even like in a specific Mexican style. It just yeah. always seems that way. It's just always it's always how it's cooked. Yeah, it's, and it's not even yeah, it's not even a specific style. It's just the wings are just it's just so flavorful. Yeah. Anything else before we wrap up? Should I have some other fun news we're cooking up too for later in the season. 
Yeah, we got some fun stuff coming up. We got a couple of couple of other people to get back to. Um, other than that, man, just hanging out, getting ready for fall. Uh, another a bunch of a bunch of fun football stuff coming up, and um, able to do something spooky around Halloween time. Who knows? I love it. All right, AMDG, keep leading green. First and always. Hopefully, we're talking after a huge, huge Eagles win next week. <laughs> Tune in. Talk to you soon. Peace.